All right, welcome to the Bogey Society Golf Podcast, Episode Two. I'm Brandon. Hi. Hi. We had a, a little bit of an interesting week this week. Um, I uh, drove out to Chicago and uh, played around a golf today, so we got a few different topics that uh, you know we're going to get through uh, get to today. But um, I believe Brennan had some um, corrections he wanted to mention for last week's podcast um, for the Masters, so I'll let you take it away a little bit here. Thank you, Nick. So I believe I made a foolish mistake and said that Dustin Johnson's winning margin was the largest of Masters history, which was just like simply not even close to true. So it, that was um, that would have been Tiger Woods um, in the '97 Masters with the largest um, with the largest winning margin. And then I also just wanted to mention one thing we forgot to say was that Cameron Smith set a record by shooting all four rounds in the '60s, first time it's ever been done in a Masters. Just absolutely ridiculous. Good stuff. Yeah, that's 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 unbelievable scores, and to still not end up winning the tournament is pretty wild to me. That you can go all four rounds in the '60s at Augusta and not win the tournament is pretty wild. But great consistency. You know, just gotta keep the hats off to DJ there for just absolutely dominating that golf course like he did all week last week, and I think he uh, he deserves a nice week off from uh, tournaments. And uh, it was a great weekend to watch some some golf last weekend. So, but yeah. I guess we can dive into uh, our round now then. We played yes. at Winnetka Golf Club in the yes. northern suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, it was a it was a really interesting course. Um, you know, we uh played from what was it 6200 yards and um you know, the course was in a really good condition for uh the time of the year. We actually got some uh pretty good weather. It wasn't uh wasn't too chilly out there. Yeah. I had to give uh get old Brennan here 12 strokes to start the round and uh you want to let everyone in on what the end uh, end result came out to. So, we posted a poll on the instagram which i don't think anybody responded <laughs> to i don't think Rude. one person responded to the poll where's um, the communication guys yeah you need, you need your help looking in the wrong spot but or yeah maybe nobody cares because they knew that you beat me so terribly but you beat me seven and five <laughs> uh, you whooped seven and five giving me 12 shots it was really not a good a good day for me lots of terrible short games lots of shanked irons lots of banana slice drives out of bounds two-way misses you know i just couldn't get it together in any fast of my game at all and and that really showed when you beat me seven and five man while giving me 12 shots yeah, you know, I was uh, I had a good day putting, so that that helped uh, that helped the cause a little bit. I yeah, mean, about uh, that like 30, 35 foot bomb you made save par. Yeah, those I made a couple of huge par saves that were just pure luck. Yeah, I mean, when you're making 35 foot putts, that's just in my eyes pure luck for for average golfer so you know those are good to put on the scorecard but those aren't indicative of my usual rounds i'm usually missing those putts for sure but where'd you uh, end up shooting like 82 or something yeah 82 um so that was so you know pretty much my my usual round i'm usually having 82 so that's you know i hit my good shots and my bad shots and you know it usually ends up to an 82 on the scorecard so 
I stopped keeping score. <laughs> frustrated, so I just stopped keeping score. You know, one person also I saw on Instagram said that me wearing jeans automatically adds 10 strokes to my score. Okay, <laughs> I can understand where this comes from, but these jeans are Lee's activewear jeans. There's some stretchy jeans. They're comfortable. I can get active in them. And honestly, they look nice. A lot of you folks out here on the golf course look lame as hell in your baggy chinos that don't even fit your body right. Looking like a slob out on the golf course. Those jeans look nice. Don't play with me. But yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up all the all the really uh you know shitty golfers out there that don't tuck their polos in or wear their wear their hat backwards or you know do all the uh other crazy stuff and then have the uh audacity to come come at us for you know for wearing pants on the golf course now you know that's something i don't do personally because you know i respect the golf courses that Uh i go to and i wear uh the proper gear to go out there um look good but um you know i'll I'll let you have this one and say that your pants are really really comfortable and you know I, i can let you get away with it but um, there's a lot of people on the internet that uh, just frankly disagree with you. So Nick's putting popping out to the municipal golf course with his foot joy polo tucked into his his khaki slacks. Oh wait, I should say um, his proud ninety golf polo tucked into his khaki slacks because you know the the bogey society boys are out here repping proud ninety golf. Can we take a quick break, real quick, and tell them uh, tell them about these proud ninety golf polos, Nick? Yes, of course. So let me tell you about our friends over at Proud90. Um, They are changing the game when it comes to golf polos, changing it from the old, boring, traditional golf polos to these new, funky, awesome design polos that are super comfortable and super stretchy and just fun to have on the golf course. Every time, you know, I play around with, you know, having these polos on, somebody comments of, uh, you know, where did I get this polo? How do I get these polos? I mean, they're, they're frankly, they're, they're, just, they're just awesome. They look really, really cool. When you show up to the golf course and you're just wearing an awesome polo, you feel great and it just makes you play better. So if you go over to uh, their Instagram, it is proud 90 proud um, 90 golf it's going to be out proud 90 golf and then the website uh, is just going to be proud 90 the numbers 90.com that's proud 90.com and tell them tell them what our code is nick yes if you use bogey 10 at checkout it will get you 10 percent off your uh, your polo or any gear from their website so why don't you go on their on their page scoop up some nice gear so moving into next golf season you're gonna be looking really fresh on the golf course and have some really awesome polos uh moving forward and it's the holiday season so you can uh get yourself some really awesome stuff going uh going into next year yeah so to i guess to tie a little tie up this little jeans debate here you know to me it feels a little like this hoodies debate you know get let's all relax they make active wear jeans you can get comfy you can you can look stylish and casual out there on the golf course but anyways as we discussed um I guess the only thing I, I can say is like, obviously we're not professional golfers by any means. So like you don't necessarily have to be rolling out there in top of the line golf, you know, apparel. Most of us are shooting in the hundreds anyway. So yeah. that traditional, I have to be the most properly dressed person out there. doesn't really matter when you're shooting 120 on the golf course. Cause you kind of just look a little foolish. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I can, I can side a little bit with not having the nice, 
nicest gear out there and you know some people can't afford the nicest gear to go out there and be styling and all this other stuff so it doesn't really matter what you're using out there to hack around the golf course as long as you're out there having fun that's all that really matters right yeah, you know what that's the bogey that's the bogey society bogey society mentality right there we love we love just inclusivity and all that so yeah we had we had a good time though like nick said it was it was about 45 degrees um he shot 82 i shot kind of up in the hundreds he woke me out we had an instagram story going we don't really get to play too much golf together since you're living up in the in the detroit area right now but it's always nice whenever we can get around in so we gotta talk about when i hit a ball off the tee right in the middle of the fairway the other group that was facing us on the other hole hit all of their balls into our fairway and um you were battling from you know the rough on one side so we went over to your ball first while i was waiting for you know that group to kind of clear our fairway i think it was in another fairway i think i was in the fairway to the right of ours unfortunately regardless of the situation i'm sitting there staring at this man and i'm like you know my my golf balls there right yeah and um i'm like don't touch my golf ball you know you know try and make sure that you know my my golf ball's safe there now mind you there was three other golf balls in the fairway whatever roll back over over to to my to my ball that was you know sitting pretty in the middle of the fairway roll up to it they took my golf ball now there's very few things that frustrate me more than people taking my golf ball and it just put me in a bad mindset and you know, I was going into that shot I was sitting so pretty in the middle of the fairway it was 150 yards away from the hole I was going to stick my eight iron nice and pretty on the green with the you know good mentality but as soon as someone took my golf ball sent me off the rockers and I ended up shanking my next shot and I was so furious and ended with a bogey on that hole because I was just out of my mind. And I, I, I just don't understand when you're playing golf, you know what golf ball you're hitting. Where, wh- why, why are you grabbing on these pe- people's golf balls, man? Why are you hitting other people's balls? Your title is that that other ball was a, a crappy Nike ball. Yeah, like it wasn't even like it was another Titleist or something else that was even like really com- comparable. Like it was like a really shitty golf ball that they had been hitting. And, you know, I was playing a Pro V and I would get over there and my Pro V's gone. I'm like, come on, man. Like you literally saw me calling to you on the, and you, you, God gave me the nod and everything. Like you saw my golf ball and then still ended up hitting my golf ball. Like, what are you doing, buddy? Pay attention. That's basically the main point of that is pay attention to what golf ball you're hitting, what golf ball you're playing, and uh, be respectful out there because that can really ruin a hole for somebody, ruin somebody's experience. So now we, I saw this thing online said, if I gave you a month to shoot a hole in one on a par three, it's your favorite, any hole you want, okay? But it gotta be a par three. I'll give you a month. You can uh, hit as many golf balls as you want want you can spend all day all night there but you have to get a hole in one in that month time time frame but if you don't get it in the hole in that time frame you have to go to jail for five years are you taking that deal um well can't what does the pin change no pin change because i almost feel like if it was the same pin you would just get used to like especially like if you can pick a hole like the hole i'm thinking of right now is number five at this muni golf course in my town mm-hmm, called Prairie mm-hmm. vista and the green is two tiered so mm-hmm. if it was on the front one like you just for me it's gap wedge into the mound basically and it rolls down every time so i feel like 
I don't know. Maybe that could happen, but the chances of getting a hole in one are so slim. I think I'm just going to have to say no because, like, I, I don't want to go to jail. It's not, not worth it to me. Five years? Fuck no. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big bid right there. To be and do you sure. get what did you get anything if you make the hole in one? Like, um, or is it just like if you can you think you can do it? I mean, yeah, a nice little pat on the back, maybe a little placard from the golf course saying you you accomplished the yeah. task. Give me a million dollars and I'll go for it. Million dollars, but if you don't get the if you don't get it, you're still going to jail. So yeah, I, but I need some reward, you know. Yeah. Okay. Gives you a little incentive there. A little incentive. If it's um, no reward, I'm saying I'm saying fuck no. So uh, the whole I'm thinking of is that like my home course, I used to uh, work there, Maple um, Lane. At Maple Lane, and it's on the back east, and I think it's hole 14. It's this little par, uh, par four or par three, and it's a it's 140 yards on the dot. And I take my pitch and wedge, and I've came so close to getting this hole in one on this hole. Like if I ever get a hole in one, it's gonna be on this hole. Like I've gotten so close, probably five to ten times on getting this hole in one on on this hole, and I just haven't gotten it yet. You give me a month, and I'm just no work, no nothing. I'm just gonna sit there at that hole all day long, unlimited golf balls. I think i can get it done i really do think i can get it done now i'm yeah. saying that i'm gonna spend all day there hitting golf balls literally all day i mean i'm probably gonna put up a thousand shots a day you need constraints of reality lifted in order for you to accomplish yes. this yes absolutely i want no responsibilities other than i'm going to the golf course let's I'm say hitting you had responsibilities do you think you could do it if you still have to work still have to do your normal stuff but you can go to the golf course in any of your free time to do it my current working situation no because i'm working no. six days a week so that really cuts down uh my time frame of being able to actually accomplish it, accomplish this and i don't feel that i would have enough time to get this done in five years like i said is a long bit in jail and no, i uh i'm not trying to take take a peek um in uh in a jail cell for, yeah, for that long, absolutely not i'm gonna uh, yeah, it's gonna be a strong no i'll know for you all right um, well Shall we move on? Yeah, so back to kind of the PGA stuff. Um, another thing that was uh, sent to us um, on our email um, for question. Um, and if anybody else wants to send us any questions just uh, to, to answer on the podcast, just send us over an email at bogeysocietygolf2020 at gmail.com. And, you know, we'll review them and we'll, uh, we'll toss it on. And uh, someone had asked, who do we think is going to, by the end of their career, have the most majors between, you know, the big guys of uh, DJ, Rory, Brooke, JT. Um, we're going to toss Jordan in there because uh, Spieth has a couple. So what do you think? Um, my... I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Honestly, I feel like Brooks Kepka is what? He's 30 years old, right? 31. I'm going to look this up in real time so that we don't give some incorrect information. Brooks Kepka is 30 years old. And with the level of dominance that he showed in his major wins, I feel like he has a good chance. I would say DJ. DJ is extremely dominant, but like, I think he's like 36 and that he still probably has some great years left, but he's running out of time to win the majors at that kind of fast clip. I feel like Brooks still has like 10 years before he's 40, you know, DJ only has four years and not to brush off the other guys like 
JT is really young. He still could win a lot. Rory, like he's he show, he's played amazing golf, but like he just hasn't been able to get it done for six years at this point. Which again, he's young too. But I just I think Brooks could could definitely be the one to to rack up some majors. Yeah, I look at it in a similar way where you're seeing it. Brooks is obviously very very good. I believe he has four, correct? Yeah. So, and know, they, everyone it was back to back PGAs and back to back us opens which pretty impressive feat they're very impressive um i do do like brooks i think obviously at this point he's kind of the front runner since obviously he has the most of them it's hard to say because i i think jt is such a stud and he's so good at golf and you know he's he's winning multiple times a year and you know when, you, when you're getting to the the level of you know rory uh dj brooks uh jt uh, you know it, it's just who can who can it's such a fine new group of those guys that are really like in contention you know a lot i mean obviously there's a lot of guys on the tour uh you know each week that you know can win and put a good weekend together and and win a tournament but at the top of the boards are you know these heavy hitter guys that are are winning a lot and i just with the way who who's your take? Who do you think? I, DJ's playing so unbelievable right now, and it, it it really looks like he's figured something out. He's winning just by a ton every time, and I I, I like DJ's chances moving forward. Now you're right in the fashion that he might not have as many years, but with the way he plays, with so long how long he hits the golf ball, like that's you know sustainable for him for a while. You know what I mean? So. I, I, I like DJ's chances to get a few more and catch Brooks and then start taking down, you know, even more majors. Yeah. Um, so interesting stat here about what we said. So Brooks, Rory also has four majors. Okay. Yep. I believe the last major that he won was in 2014. Mm-hmm. So Brooks just has won more recently. That Rory's only one year older than Brooks, also. And Ooh. Justin Thomas has one major. He's 27, um, mm-hmm. and he shows up. Like it's not like he's out. He just hasn't really broken through. But he showed up at the 2017 U.S. Open. He had a bad Sunday at the Masters, or and I and Dustin ran away with it. But he was in contention. We thought on Saturday. But yeah, I just I think when Brooks gets on in the majors he just plays really dominant powerful convincing golf and i think we're probably gonna see that again so we got some news this week about tiger woods playing in a golf tournament with his kid charlie i am so excited to see this go down this is must watch tv for me seeing charlie go out there and i i I saw a video of this kid swing the other day now obviously his his dad is tiger woods so he's already gonna just have a way better swing than everybody else but his swing is so flawless at such a young age it is unbelievable i mean this kid's gonna be an absolute monster on the golf course when he is getting older into junior golf and going up the ranks before he gets to college and stuff like that like do you think that charlie is going to end up on the pga and win tournaments in the pga i mean i think that if that's what he wants then then yes I think um, that he has the greatest golfer of all time for a father and a father who clearly is really willing to 
teach him and in a teach him in a good way you know in a way where he doesn't feel like pressured to do it because it's really clear that tiger doesn't put pressure on charlie the way that earl put pressure on tiger and as he's mentioned it seems like um as he, tiger said that charlie's starting to ask the right questions and getting more into it so i mean we'll see as this as this progresses we see charlie in junior golf tournaments i mean who knows maybe we'll start seeing him in college and amateur golf in uh, in just a few years here now he does he does play in tournament tournaments already um they're they're mostly like nine hole tournaments and he's already won twice which is like really awesome for you know his age and, and everything i i really think this kid is just going to be an absolute powerhouse and i am not going to be very surprised uh if and when he makes it to the tour and now obviously we can't predict obviously like he's gonna have some kind of career like tiger or anything but it's just gonna be pretty awesome to see you know as tiger woods kind of career dwindles and you know he moves on from the game of golf to kind of get another woods in the game and still have tiger around around the game of golf and potentially caddy for him down the road now we could get tiger woods caddying for his son at a major or any golf tournament really would just be unbelievable to to see yeah um yeah i don't know we'll we'll have to wait for that time i guess but for now it's really really great to see them in this father-son tournament and yeah that kid has a silky smooth swing so i'm sure he wants to go places he's got he has the resources necessary to do that to make that happen so good stuff hope we continue to see that um I've got one more topic that I want to get to. I was watching this uh, Rick Shields video where he tested out these golf balls that you have to line them up correctly. But if you line the ball up, you there's something in this golf ball that makes the golf ball go straight. And he tested them out and was trying to hit draws and slices with these golf balls. And... Um, they were just flying straight as an arrow down the fairway. Now they didn't get the height that his usual driver gets, but he was still driving the ball upwards of 260 to 270, and uh, the golf ball was going straight as an arrow. What what is your take on these things? Do you think that they that amateur golfers, you know, weekend hacks should be going out and purchasing these golf balls to use um, on their daily rounds with their friends? Oh, I think it's, I think that's dumb and it stops you from having to actually play the game and use the necessary the equipment that you play the game with. Using a ball that just goes straight takes all the challenge out of it. Yeah, I guess that's fair. You know, my only thing I, I, I would say is for the person that's, you know, shooting, you know, high 120s or higher, you know, that it would take, you know, a little bit off of their game and give them a little less um, reason to get angry or quit the game of golf. Um, yeah I mean to an extent but like I just feel if you're not willing to like put in the practice to to get a little better then you know I don't know I guess if you're just going out to have fun or do whatever then maybe it is more fun for you to have a golf ball that just flies straight by itself but like I just feel like then the game shit then the game is just not what it's not golf anymore you're not playing golf (laughs) playing golf 
I agree with you. Um, you, know, you don't have to, bro. You don't have to agree with me. No, I think it, I think it, it does take an an element of you know, of the game away from from you know someone that you know you know that would be playing that plays pretty good golf and you're just uh, you know hitting it straight down the down the fairway every time and then straight onto the green every time and then two putting or three putting or whatever you do on the green. Now I didn't get to see if um, that relates to putting, you know, because obviously there is breaks on greens and stuff like that and if that would if that ball would move on the green or not but yeah i think that's a it's very interesting and you can you can buy these things in um online and and test them out for yourselves i guess uh if you if you you feel willing to do it and if you do let us know and uh you know we can uh see see what uh the common person thinks of these things because obviously a professional golfer like rick shields um can do uh, a lot of different things with a golf ball so i'd be interested to see a, a hack um you know get out on the golf course and and see what these things do for them Dude, so I wanted to ask you about another thing that you mentioned to me yesterday that I had never heard of. I mean, I'm sure I'm late on this, but apparently putting Vaseline on the face of your driver makes the ball fly straight. Yes, bro. Dude, what the? Who who did that and was like, let me give this a try? All this comedian talk about this for okay and he said that he has sold millions of dollars of vaseline to golfers and what they do is if you have a problem slicing the ball uncontrollably and you're hitting balls so far into other fairways and you just have no control over your slice or or your your hook or whatever you wipe a little bit of vaseline on the front of your golf club takes all the spin off of your club and the ball just flies straight and you hit it down the middle of the fairway every time that's really interesting i had no idea i just i don't know why i would never thought about that or how no one has ever told me that but i was just in awe when you told me (laughs) i I, you know if you're you know it's a little bit of a scumbag scumbag move um especially if you're you're betting on the golf course with your buddies and you pull that slick shit out there and uh you know end up beating your pal for some for some uh for some dough and you know you're just blatantly cheating out there but yeah once it, it kind of falls in that 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 little gray area of uh are you willing to sacrifice cheating to hit better golf shots there are, there are rules to this game man just like uh there are rules to another game that you and i like to play sometimes which is what, what game do you think i'm talking about nick i have no idea what you're talking about, about four cards nick oh yes of course four cards, man. swing Ooh. and a fucking miss right there buddy so, <laughs> i just made that amazing Oh, right there, Nick just. And I just it was a complete swing and a miss on my part. I'm about you, back. I'm on top of it here. We're gonna tell you about at Four Cards Game on Instagram, www.fourcards.com. So this is a game. It's a deck of cards you take out on the golf course with your foursome, and half of the deck has a game mode. You pick a game mode for each hole. So one hole you might play a scramble. The next hole you might play alternate shot. The next hole you might play Lone Wolf, etc., etc. And then the person who chooses that card also gets to choose a four keeps card, which has a little bonus. This bonus might be a foot wedge. It might be you can pick the ball up and throw it with your non-dominant arm. It might be a mulligan. 
uh, it just spices up your rounds a little bit. It's really fun. Me and Nick got a chance to use a slightly abbreviated version. We didn't have a foursome, so you can't. Some of the cards have like four four person game modes, but if you pull those out, you can um, play it with two people as well. And it's a great time. Adds a little bit of spice to your round, a little game you might not normally have. Yeah, man, this game's really, really cool. They've got different things that kind of, uh, you know, make it spice it up a little bit where you know it, it makes the game a little more interesting um they got a couple cards like uh you know you can tee it up in the middle middle of the fairway if you have this card and you can play the card they've got another card where you know you can hit a putt and get the read of the putt before you um actually hit your ball or putt your ball you know you can cut your putt in half you know you you can there's another card where you can move your um move your ball up to the next tee box um, and tee off from there. Um, so there, there's a lot of different um, strategy you can use in this game. And like I said, it's, it's a really interesting change for how we usually play a round of golf and you can play it with your friends. And, you know, it's a really, really awesome gift idea for, for anybody. So if you uh, go over to, uh, to their page and you use um, the discount code um, Bogey Society, it will get you 10% off and um, get yourself a really cool game to uh, play with your friends for the next time you're out on the golf course. All right. So another thing that we wanted to talk about was both of our experiences being maintenance guys on golf courses. I'm going to preface Hopefully, we are going to have a guest on next week, a friend of mine who played college golf, and he was also a maintenance guy. So he has a couple specific stories that he's going to tell, but I just wanted me and Nick to get some of our stuff out of the way now. And I just wanted to ask you, what was the craziest experience you've ever had being a maintenance guy or most embarrassed? I have a good embarrassing one. Um, I guess my most embarrassing moment was you know you're kind of obviously you're up at the butt crack of morning and you know mowing grass and all this other garbage so I just wasn't paying attention on a mower doing fairways and I they had just cut down this tree on one of the holes and I I forgot that you know it was there it was still tired wasn't really fully alert yet and I just ran over a stump with a mower dude I was just like oh my god like I just messed up this whole mower like the mower wouldn't turn back on and I was like oh, oh no like, I'm about to get fired like I just broke this like yeah. thousands of dollars like lawn mower I'm like oh my god this gun cost me so much I'm gonna get fired everything um you know I get I call over the the head maintenance guy and he comes over and thankfully the belt had just fallen off and that's why I wouldn't like the propellers wouldn't move it move again. So I was relieved that I didn't actually mess up this mower. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good showing for me that day. And the bunker rakes that we had at the golf courses that we that I worked at. Because I worked for, technically, I worked for like three golf courses because they're all owned by the city of Bloomington, city of Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, And they all had these crappy bunker rakes and the scare. So you got your rakes that drag behind it. And then in the middle, you got that bar that's called the scarifier that kind of like churns the sand up and then the rakes smooth it out behind you. And the scarifiers on our rakes would, if they went into sand that was just a little bit too deep, immediately fall off. 
every single time. And then they get all the sand piled on top of them and you can't get it. You have to rock the brake to get them out. You have to have two people damn near to do it. And the guy would, the greenskeeper would tell us like not to drop the scarifier sometimes, but then like if the bunker's fucked up, you need to turn the sand up, you know, to get it nice and smooth again. And God, that was terrible. But um, my most embarrassing story from that golf course was one time, I mean, obviously being a golfer, I want to watch people hit shots, right? If they're playing. So I'm driving past 17 and this guy is chipping up onto the 17th green and I'm watching him chip, watching him chip. Boom. I, I crashed into a tree in my like little cart just crashed into it. And this dude was watching me and he started laughing because he saw me just absolutely slam into this tree. I'm like, oh my God, I hope he doesn't say anything to the workers because I would definitely, they would bitch at us about stuff like that. So that was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, maintenance crew is it's quite the thing and you never really understand, you know, just how much work and effort goes into everything that the maintenance crew do they really are the the heartbeat of of golf courses um that goes really unnoticed um for all the hard work that goes on to make a golf course look really nice for everyone to play especially at top-notch golf courses Um, you know i worked at a very shitty golf course so our maintenance crew just mostly just cutting the grass um and rolling the greens every like once a week or something like what that. are you serious we mowed our greens like they mow the greens every day or every other day like probably every other day and they would roll dude one of the golf courses highland it's so short so they protect it by double rolling the greens and they're tiny greens they're so fast yeah, that's terrifying small greens and short or small greens and fast and they're fast too is just an absolute nightmare yeah it's a t- it's, a, it's that golf course isn't even six thousand yards it's probably not even really sniffing six thousand yards but it's the, there are so many trees and the greens are so fast and small you can you can make some big scores there um so i think that's gonna we'll wrap us up for uh for today's podcast episode um, two hey you wanted to give a quick shout out to your your younger brother Connor. Yes, my little brother um, who's uh, doing the editing for for us um, did a really good job with our with our first podcast there. He stayed up till 3.30 in the morning editing this thing for us. So I um, just want to toss a big shout out to my little brother for, um, you know, hooking us up with uh, with editing these things for us and uh, getting it out for everybody to hear. Um, yeah, and also- then also we should throw a quick little shout out to Mitch at Dree's String on Instagram. He's a D DJ and he threw together our little intro music for us yeah so um and then we we also want to thank everyone that listened to our first podcast um you know just say that you know we got a lot more that uh, that's going to be coming out with a lot more big things coming coming everyone's way and you know as the the new golf season progresses here we're going to have a lot more to talk about and stuff like that you know obviously these first couple podcasts have been you know are going to be pretty short but once the the golf season starts to really roll around again you know they're going to be a, a little bit longer for everyone and we're going to be doing and we're going to start trying to do some giveaways and stuff like that for listening to the podcast you know moving forward so and if it's if it's interesting at all, maybe Nick and I can just start throwing in little things that happen to us here and there, just housekeeping, talking about what's going on with us. So good stuff coming. Good stuff coming. Good good stuff, Nick. Yep. So um, you know, stay tuned for next week. We're gonna be hopping back on the uh, the good old Instagram and uh, throwing all the memes out oh, there. Yeah. Uh, Finally, our post block is up. Finally, post block so, up tomorrow. 
up. So we'll be back on the page, tossing up all the funny memes and getting back and communicating with everybody. So um, yeah, you know, stay tuned, everybody, and uh, hope everyone has a good week and uh, can maybe get some golf out before uh, before winter comes here. So all right, guys, everyone have a good week, and we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Bogey Society boys out. All right.